Dinosaur's his middle name? Mm-hmm. Second middle name. We shot down the rivers, we shot the plains, we shot the mountains, we shot the streams. We fly west. We cock, we loaded, we blew our With guns and guns, we fire our fame. Our destiny was manifest. And God helped those who stood in the way of business progress and the USA. USA. Fucking got out of the car where we parked up here. I think you have a dairy vampire in your neighborhood. Was there just a bunch of empty milk containers? Milk and yogurt and <laughs> ice cream and chocolate milk and strawberry milk. What There's the like fuck? disconcerting amount of dairy products. Actually, what I think probably happened is they threw out all the expired dairy. Oh, and, and somebody, somebody went dumpstered it. over it. You do not want to find that pile of leavens wherever it was left. Oh, dude. Like like a mile away, there's just going to be diarrhea everywhere? Just, a, yeah, like a small pond. <laughs> You'll know us by the trail of diarrhea. <laughs> you so, talking to you talking about the Yellowstone esque boiling mud pot situation? Oh, 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 oh. <laughs> the mud pot. Yeah. <laughs> Gotta love the mud pot. Welcome to the mud pot. Yeah. The world's cr- uh, dirtiest bathroom. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm, we're on a mission to find Seattle's dirtiest bathroom. We, we actually are. Yeah. Project. <laughs> Some guy <laughs> a lot of contenders. That, well, there was somebody that I wasn't there, but like, yeah, me and Spooky were hanging out at uh, at the Shanghai room. It's like it's like a a bunch of uh, Orient Express. It's a bunch of like uh, old old ass train cars that are like welded together to make a restaurant, and they got a really fucking skeezy bar. Mm-hmm. So we needed a, a, a large kind of crappy looking bathroom so we went there to scope it out it was perfect we asked the bartender if we could shoot video there at some point she's like let me talk to the owner and so she comes back and she's like I, it she just says it's a weird uh, request and doesn't want to do it she thinks you're going to shoot porn in there <laughs> probably but uh uh there's an old guy sitting standing at the bar like the only other motherfucker there and he's just like i hear you guys need a gross bathroom <laughs> it's like yeah what are you fixing to do <laughs> shooting a music video for our friend and we told him exactly what the <laughs> <laughs> this shit was gonna be it's like here, take my number. Give me, give me a text tomorrow. <laughs> Every time I get a hold of him, he's like out of town or something. But I'm gonna give it one more shot, and if I can't get him, then you know whatever. But he's like, I got the grossest bathroom in Seattle. <laughs> Straight out of a fucking movie. Yeah. Yeah. If that fails, we're gonna have to build a green screen gross bathroom. Oh, perfect. Yeah. yeah we'll just, I'll draw it. Yeah. We'll have uh, stick figure urinals. That'd be kind of funny, actually. <laughs> anyway. Guns, guns, guns. Yes, guns, guns, guns. Guns, guns, guns. Welcome back to How the West Was Fucked. How the West was fucked. Last week and the week before, I think, right? Yep. Uh, we we still got our gun talking about guns. And since the Old West, there's still more guns to go. Guns a go-go. Guns. So... We don't have to ask Tony what he knows about guns because we've established he knows very little except for now he should know more. He's going to know even more at the end of this. So so yeah. we'll continue with the Comic Sans and the NPR gun voice. Oh, uh, well, we kind of left off on the Spencers, but another guy who knew about guns was Abe Lincoln. Did you say Abe Lincoln? Because he received a bullet himself. Yeah. <laughs> got, uh, it's got your name on learning it. Learning by osmosis. Mm-hmm. Ooh. So Spencer uh, went to D.C. to lobby his gun. Uh, Abe Lincoln actually tested it out a little bit before, and he kind of thought the uh, the butt magazine was kind of fucked up. It was fucked up the butt magazine. Yeah, well. Oh, he's not a butt guy. He's mm-hmm. looking 
Lincoln was always a, a titty man. A muzzle guy? <laughs> sure. <laughs> but uh, he wasn't afraid of new inventions, and he worked many patent cases. Unlike everybody else. <laughs> it's a witch! Witchcraft! <laughs> Dude, it's just a butter churn. No! <laughs> Show me that new invention. I'm not afraid. <laughs> <laughs> Even got a patent for inflatable bellows to raise boats higher in the water so they wouldn't run aground. So it made a, the first raft or rib? Yeah, like a rib? Uh, just the little floaty things on your arms. Oh. <laughs> but he made the yeah. boat bump, boat bumpers or whatever? Yeah. Well, I thought I was picturing more like um, them Navy SEAL fuck, or like a... Oh, like a Zodiac? Zodiac style. Yeah, rigid yeah. inflatables. Yeah. Uh, he, Lincoln liked to test out the guns, too. He even tried out an early version of the Gatling gun. Just on the White House lawn. Yep. Holy like, shit. I want that picture. Shooting at the Supreme Court. I want Court that fucking like picture just like... Yeah, get some, Abe. It's just like fucking watermelons with, I don't know, James Buchanan or like Robert E. Lee written on it or something. Fuck yeah, dude. Jeff Davis, get some. Dude, okay, hold on one second. I was playing fucking The Amazing Spider-Man. And Jefferson it, Davis it, showed up. What? Yes. What, dude? The fucking like uh, Spider-Man makes friends with like the the some fucking police officer, and he's like this badass like good cop, a black dude, and his name is Jefferson Davis. Oh, I'm not joking. It's fucking weird. No, I mean, I was like, who the fuck decided to name? I don't understand. I mean, take take the power back. Yeah. Yes. Sure. It's just weird. Yeah. Like of all the fucking name combinations there are in the world, I was like, "What? Why?" I like searched the internet trying to figure out who the fuck came up with that name and why, and why they. Is there a reason? Like, and then he gets killed by a fucking Chinese mafia. What? Oh, Spoiler alert. Okay. Oh, that made the Civil War a lot more interesting. Oh hell yeah, the triads show up, just <laughs> ice the fucking uh, Confederate president. I'm or sure that movie's been made somewhere in <laughs> China. It's the same guy that made uh, Abraham Lincoln Vampire Hunter. I was picturing more like, um, I guess that would be more like a North Korean film industry kind oh, of Oh, hell like, yeah. You know, Polgasari yeah. 3. Like, well, like, you know, uh, Deer Leader comes and defeats the Confederacy <laughs> and the Union. He's got nunchucks and a machine gun. <laughs> right. Riding on and a he goes rocker. golfing, gets like 18 holes in one. Right. <laughs> and then a rainbow appears, double rainbow. <laughs> Uh, so th- when, uh, Lincoln was testing out that early version of the Gatling gun, <laughs> still good, uh, the bullets lacked, uh, power. So they kind of ba- bounced back towards the crowd Oh, and wow. landed at their feet and Lincoln had a good laugh at them. Well, and then people got <laughs> lovely, the lovely souvenirs. <laughs> yeah. Right. Uh, Lincoln didn't hear of the Spencer's performance at Hoover's Gap in Gettysburg. Otherwise he might not have dismissed him at first. Uh, the Cheneys, uh, they were the partners of, uh, Spencer there. They, Heard about Lincoln not liking it, so they sent Spencer to D.C. with a rifle as a present. Yeah, and then he walked straight into the White House with yep. it. <laughs> oh, right. Yeah, that's right. Uh, Lincoln asked Spencer to take it apart so he could see how it worked. Oh, it's copyrighted. <laughs> and invited him the next day to shoot it. Uh, so Lincoln's shooting uh, the Spencer, but the first shot was low. The second was a bullseye, and all the others close around. Spencer took his turn and did it a little bit better. Lincoln also shot it for an hour the next day, and Jesus. he was sold on it now. Fuck. Well, I guess there wasn't TV or radio or Well, anything. yeah, but, mm-hmm. I mean, wow. That's a lot of levering and reloading. can't remember. You got to cock a hammer on a Spencer? I think you might. I'm sure it probably cocks when you lever it. Yeah. Uh, a month later, Wilder, he was the guy who used the Spencers at uh, Hoover's or whatever. Gene Wilder. This is yep. my shooting hand. <laughs> right. Uh, he was at Chickamauga. Though only five regiments had Spencers, they waited for the Confederates to charge, then opened up with continuous fire. The line stalled and the Confederates retreated, uh, but eventually the Confederates rallied and broke through the line. Till they drove into a ditch for cover, 
drove but, into a ditch? Yep. Like they're uh, flipped the teenagers horse. who stole the car? <laughs> <laughs> no, they dove into the ditch. Yeah. Sorry. But uh, there they were sitting ducks. So the Union Army turned their cannons around and fired uh, canister fire into the ditch. Oh, good. Oh, ouch. That's oh, one of those ouch, ouch, Damn, dude. Yeah. But uh, Chickamauga, the Confederates actually did win that day, but the Spencers broke their lines and slowed them down. One private said if they all had Spencers that day, no one, uh, they, they would have won. Well, I mean. Yeah. Wait, the, the Confederates would have won? No, no the Union. Union. Oh, 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 I see. Yeah. Confederates never got no Spencers. That's uh, what I'm saying. The, the Spencers regiments didn't even lose one dude. Uh, altogether, 28,000 Union and Confederates died in that battle. Holy so shit. That's a lot. In one battle? Mm-hmm. Fuck. Oh, I mean, yeah, the Civil War was pretty... Uh... Need like a vaccine for war. Like a make it illegal or something. Well, that's the whole thing with the Civil War. More people probably died of disease than yeah, bullets yeah, anyway. Sure. So. <clears throat> well, just think of all the, the surplus of body parts that dogs got to carry around. And oh, that's cool. Play yeah. fetch with. And Yay. <laughs> just roving... Gangs of dogs like three, all over three, America. Three generations of man-eating dog after that. Just mm-hmm. lapping up the fucking rivers of blood. The, the Civil War is over, and now we have to kill off all these bloodthirsty <laughs> feral hounds that are with a taste, you know, taste for human flesh. Then the war on man's best friend began. <laughs> so more guys wanted Spencers. One was Brigadier General Edward Hinks. He wanted Spencers for his black troops. <gasps> they were sick of the old ones. They were usually given. They were usually yeah. given the worst. There's a mop. <laughs> Just go pew pew. Yep. Bangity bang, bangity bang. Fuck, if uh, Toxic could do it, you know. Well, I've told you the old shitty army joke, like, you know, it's like World War II and it's like lack of funds for training with ammo yeah, or whatever. It's yeah. like, well, we don't have enough rifles, we don't have enough ammo, we can give you this broom. And, you know, when the when you see the enemy, you know, bangity bang, bangity bang. You know, and then, like, uh, they're charging, it's bangity bang, bangity bang. You know, the enemies are fake dying, fake dying. Then he sees a group of like four guys like running out. He's like, bang it bang, bang it bang. They just keep coming. He's like, bang it bang, bang it bang, bang it bang, bang it bang. They're getting closer and closer. They run the guy over, like just straight fucking ball him, like, you know, like quarterback sack style. Yeah. And there's a run by, he's like, take it to tank, take it to tank, take it to tank. So the Cheney's had to outsource some production to meet demand there. Oh, they actually go to Ambrose Burnside's uh, business oh, in Rhode good. Island. The inventor, inventor of the, of the cyber. Cyburn. Yep, yep. <laughs> Not inventor, but... Uh, popular, popularizer. Before that, it was called, like, fucked up beard. And then, right. Uh, wrong beard. Yeah, wrong beard. <laughs> Hard, maybe wrong beard. Oliver Winchester learned that Burnside was being sued by somebody over the patent. For the cyber? Yep. <laughs> no, for his gun. Oh. <laughs> so Winchester bought the... I, actually, I think Burnside was just making a single shot there, but... Winchester, Winchester bought the patent, and he won... And he forced Burnside to pay him in machinery and forced him out of business. Wow, hostile takeover. Oh, shit. Fuck. But if, uh, it's kind of a conflict of interest if you're a general and making guns, but. That that has never stopped anybody, like, no. No, No, I don't own any stock in Raytheon, says, you know. The person giving Raytheon a bunch of fucking (laughs) contracts. General of the Air Force. Uh, Henry still produced in small numbers, about 250 or 350 a month in 1864. Uh, Winchester leased a bigger plant. But Henry had signed into June 64 and to make him, so he's basically stuck with, with the lease there oh. instead of upgrading. Fire in February 1864, the Colt factory burned, maybe from saboteurs, <gasps> but it was probably at an accident. No, it was just Winchester with like a fake mustache over the top of his real mustache. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but uh, Colt is dead, remember? Yeah. So his wit from, from too much gout. 
too much gout. He got gouted. Can there be so much things, too much gout? No, never enough. <laughs> Isn't that what you're eating over there? It looks like a big cup of gout. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's good. I mean, it's bad to have gout, but it's good to eat gout, small amounts. Oh, yeah. So get your body used to it. Mm-hmm. Like, like you know, inject yourself with rattlesnake venom. Mm-hmm. Yeah, small amounts. So the Widow Colt ordered it rebuilt, and they kept pumping out guns for the Union. Uh, Smith & Wesson, they never really get a big government contract for their underpowered 22s or whatever. Yeah, and that's why nobody's ever heard of them. Mm-hmm. But uh, at least civilians and officers bought them. And they let people use their bored out cylinder for a fee, so that's how they're making some money then. Bored out cylinder. Hell yeah. Horace Smith's old boss, Ethan Allen, stole the cylinder, and Smith sued him in 1863 and won. Just stole one of the cylinders, or just the idea? The, idea. the, the concept, okay, cool. April 9th, 1865, Robert E. Lee surrendered. That pussy. Civil War was ending. Three weeks later, the government stopped buying all the guns. Oh. We, now we got too many guns. Oh, oh, what should we do with those? Let's start a gang. <laughs> Let's make another war out uh, west. With that, and they also basically opened the shit, like, you get your gun, and you get your gun. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's a fucking parade. Instead of candy, it's getting thrown. It's just, just guns. Spencer Carby. Fucking thrown out on the streets. Uh, Smith and Wesson, they kept working, though. Uh, they had two or- years' worth orders yet to be filled. In 1865, they made 55,000 revolvers. Along with that and many others that use their cylinders that had to pay them that fee there. How many fucking people are in the U.S. at this point? Is that like, is that like half the, it's enough guns for like half the population? Of their country? Like 600,000 died the east, in the war. The, like east of the Mississippi, there was plenty of people. Yeah, that's true, yeah. Well, and then, yeah, like you said, then, then 620,000 men died in the war. <laughs> right. <laughs> uh, so the greatest collection of guns in history lay, lay in piles now. Private arm makers made... Say, talk dirty to me. <laughs> Fuck your hidden gold shit. I want the pile of... Pile of guns? Mystery guns. <laughs> they just bury it in the fucking Nevada desert. Yep. Like the airplane graveyard. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 27 gun makers closed up shop. Some switched to making sewing machines, though. Yeah. Which you should probably just combine the both of them. Oh, yeah. 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 Sewing machine well, that shoots what, bullets? That's what a machine gun is. So, a sewing the, machine gun? The, 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 <laughs> nice. I was going to say the devil's sewing machine, but sure. But Winchester starts selling Henry's to Bavaria. Okay. That's mm-hmm. over by Germany, right? It's, yep. It is Germany. <laughs> uh, he goes to Europe, and uh, Henry tried to persuade stockholders. To, oh, so Winchester's over in Europe, so Henry's back home. He tries to persuade stockholders to recharter the firm. I think you want to recharter the firm. Basically, he wants to, like, take, o- take over. Take over, because Winchester's become a megalomaniac. Mm-hmm. And he wants the name changed to the Henry Rifle Company and put him in charge. Of course. Because he invented the gun. Trump Tower. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, And uh, Henry was pissed that he wasn't getting enough royalties from the rifle. Or probably any. I don't know. I I think he was just an employee. I don't think he was getting royalties. Uh, Winchester and his wife Jane found out and uh, they canceled their gun selling slash vacation in Europe. They're going on vacation, but also they're selling guns on the way. Mm-hmm. When you're a merchant of death, you're a merchant of death sure. all, all the time. Merchant of death, don't take a day off. Right. Right. <laughs> I just imagine them on the side of the street like it's a fucking, like a hot dog stand. Right. Hot peanuts and hot lead. <laughs> so what Winchester does, he calls in all the debts the company owed him personally. Oh, hostile, hostile takeover. So Look. that bankrupted that company. And he just sets up his own company to make improved oh, Henry's. Oh, oh if, you don't want, if you don't want me to do this, then I'm just going to burn your shit down. Which financially. is the Winchester Repeating Arms Company, yes. Mm-hmm. Well, I have, that's a, my shower curtain is. 
A bunch of guns? No, it's Winchester Repeating Arms Company. It's like literally the, whole the, company? the horse with the with Oh, the oh, it's like, a, it's like the logo for him or yeah. something? Oh, One okay. of them. Do you have a whole horse for a... <laughs> For a shower curtain, yeah. I go through. I go through curtain rods like every every single right. day. Yeah, that would be a great shower curtain. Just a smelly horse hide, <laughs> or just a smelly horse. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Mr. Ed, stand right there. Yep. Uh, so yeah, so he drives him out of business. So basically, uh, with his stock and his sons, he had enough to make uh, himself president of the old company. So now he had two companies. In 1866, he made his first Winchester rifle, which was just an improved Henry. Uh, Winchester also got himself elected lieutenant governor of Connecticut, but he only served for one year because he only had one-year terms. Right. But uh, basically, he just didn't like running for office because you can get more more rich not doing that. Yep. But he still insisted that he be called governor. Of course. Hello, governor. Right. <laughs> this public service is bullshit. Bro, give me I- money, I'll give you a gun. <laughs> uh, Winchester's main competitor during the war was Spencer. But by 1866, uh, uh, Spencer's feature was not good because they had too many guns. The military didn't have. Mm-hmm. Uh, but at least they could use it uh, against Indians out west. Oh, uh, that's yeah, good. Silver that's what is... you do if you have Jesus. a surplus. Well, what you can also do is just, if you're not in the government and you have some of those surplus ones, you can just go out there and sell them to the Indians out west, too. Yes. Because they're, they're also in the market for uh, perhaps some whitey repellent. Jesus, I'm just like... <laughs> It's like selling it to, they got ads in the newspaper, like, get rid of the savage menace, buy my yeah, guns, yeah. and go shoot as many Indians as possible. And they go out yeah, to the Indian yeah. camp, like, defend yourself from the white man. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> These shitty white motherfuckers <laughs> are coming for you. Trust me, I know. Yeah. <laughs> I said, no. uh, Spencers were everywhere, though, like Elvis. When I look out into your eyes out there, when I look out into your faces, you know what I see? I see a little bit of Elvis in each and every one of you out there. Let me tell you, well, everywhere. Fox has no Elvis in him. Uh, even John Wilkes Booth had one when he was shot. Oh, okay. wow. By Boston Corbett. So if you don't remember, that was a real old dollop, uh, 117. I even wrote that down. But wow. Boston Corbett was just as much of a nut job just for the Union and, and anti-slavery. So. so the two couple of Alex Joneses, yep. armed yeah. with the teeth running around? Mm-hmm. So Spencer, the guy himself, Chris, had nothing to do with the business except for being a plant supervisor, then lead salesman. Homer Simpson of guns. Oh, I thought like he was a plant from like another company. Mm-hmm. Uh, so after '66, uh, after he was driven out, uh, he left for Roper's patented repeating guns, which I'm sure I've you've never, never heard of. I've never heard of. <laughs> That's probably why. But it was started by Mr. Roper from Three's Company. Right. <laughs> oh shit. <laughs> 
As we established before, Don Knotts was yeah, a, a, a living marionette. He so. was killed by a marionette. So the Don Knotts you know and love is just a puppet marionette. On with the show! Uh, the Cheneys, who made the Spencers, they were trying to make and uh, find sporting guns, but by 1868, they were uh, almost bankrupt. Well, that was one of those things, like, if you make a fine sporting gun back in those days, they were generally a single shot, like, you know, falling breach or something like that with elegant carving. Well, I'm going to go... Get one shot off at this deer or buffalo. Or you can take a surplus Spencer and shoot at that fucker all day. You know, which are you going to take when you're still kind of relying on getting meat? Yeah. Do you want fancy little shoot with your pinky out guy <laughs> or do you want fucking wall of lead? And- I, assu- I assume those fancy fancy ones are kind of like ornamental or like for yeah, kind of aristocracy. They, kind yeah, of they're a lot of times like highly embellished, have a lot of like engraving and stuff in them. And like I said, they're usually kind of a single shot ordeal or they'd be like a double barrel you'll see those double breech loader break action type yeah. like it just depends you know depends on what you're hunting because you know you got to have a different gun for every kind of game oh sure yeah as i can attest with my dozens mm-hmm. and dozens of guns mm-hmm. still have nothing for marmosets or uh narwhals so <laughs> <laughs> or uh the fucking one of the l- little tiny monkeys that's marmoset. oh marmoset okay the fuck man I can't remember Literally what I said. <laughs> I, for some reason, in my head, marmoset is more like a it because I, I think because it sounds like marmot. So like no. I, I think I'm thinking I've of got like plenty a, of shit that can ice a marmot from plenty of distances and plenty of. Oh, I mean, you got shit that can ice a marmoset. Well, yeah, but I want turn I, it into vapor. What if I? Yeah, what if I want to taxidermy it <laughs> <laughs> or eat it? <laughs> Marmoset nuggets? Uh, well, you got to make a more, chess set out of it. Picture more like the Cornish game hen of the primate world, like, you know. <laughs> I like the I like the chess set idea. That's good. Yeah, yeah. Just, you know, you got to mount them like that uh, fucked up outdoors, uh, like the old Anders outdoors, like where they had the squirrels on mounted smoking pipes and oh, wearing yeah. coveralls, <laughs> playing banjo. Got, yeah, you got to have like a marmoset, like yeah, that's sit, like some, sitting in a rocking chair, some Mar- Marsh's Free Museum shit. Down in like Long pretty Beach. Pretty much. Well, they had also, there's always like, a, they have a black bear cub taxidermy that's just like standing on a stump with a hat that's like, you know, something like. Titties and beer, that's why I'm here. Something about fishing, I can't remember. It was just as lame. Yeah. yeah. So Winchester went to go buy up his rival, but it wasn't even worth buying. They were uh, so broke. So he just shot him. Uh, Put you out of your misery. He had his minions shoot him. Guy named Fogarty bought up the Spencer and made him for seven years, but like John, quit. John, John Fogarty. Yep. Some folks are born made to wave the flag, cool their red, white, and blue. And when the band plays, hail to the chief, cool that point the cannon at you. So they went bankrupt, and Winchester bought that. So basically, he got he has all the patents now yeah, for all the not uh, vulture capitalism yeah. at all. Well, when does he get a? Elected president, he doesn't. <laughs> Spoilers. 
Uh, Remington was second to Colt in producing revolvers for the Civil War. Of course, after the war, they feel the pinch too. But at least they had a new rifle. It was a single shot, but it was simple and durable. Uh, Sam Remington left for Europe to sell it. Weedham liked them, so did Denmark. Cuba bought 10,000 of them. Mm. Japan got 3,000. Some of those Cuban ones might have seen a little action in a later date, if mm-hmm. it's durable. Yep. Uh, Peru got 5,000. And, of course, another 5,000 to the Papal States. Papal? Like the oh, Vatican, 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 Vatican bought just oh, as many. As- Vatican <laughs> City, Vatican <laughs> City, a giant Vatican full of guns. <laughs> with all your weird Swiss guards dressed like fucking clowns. <laughs> but Egypt loved them the best, and they got 60,000. Fuck. And then they used them against uh, Mc- or O'Connell in The Mummy when they go to Hominopter. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Uh, the guy from Egypt, uh, he was so impressed, he gave Sam Remington uh, land to build a mansion on in Egypt. Oh, gee, thanks. And, of course, Remington, since he was kind of a little symp- sympathetic to the f- southern cause, he invites all his former Confederate friends there to go live in Egypt. Oh, oh it's, God. It's, it, no, it's like the Nazis that fled to fucking South America. Mm-hmm. Well, that or it's kind of <laughs> like the plot of Sahara, except for it was like Morocco. They got the oh, Confederate... Yeah. Uh, iron, ironside or ironclad, yep. you know, in the Moroccan desert. Yep. Oh God! I saw that in the theater when it came out. That's a Sahara was fucking awesome. Yeah, it was. They they strayed from the book pretty hard as far as like character wise, but I still liked it. Yeah. Plus, I'll watch anything with Steve's on. It's a fun romp. Plus, you get to see him blow a Huey out of the sky with a fucking fucking a. iron Confederate encounter yeah. or whatever. <laughs> yeah. Of course, a uh, good thing you don't have to wait long for war. So especially, 18, especially not if you're from the U.S. <laughs> in 1870, France went to war against Russia, and yeah. they need guns. So the Remingtons, uh, they divert their rifles that were going to Egypt to go there, and they were the middlemen to get uh, them stuff from Winchester, too. Uh, Spencer's and the Cheney's have been able to hold on for a few more years. They could have cashed in, but Oh, Cheney, Cheney's going to hold on for, for the rest of time. He's just going to get new body parts. So. Oh, yeah. New Darth Vader. <sighs> yep. <laughs> Did have a point versus Lazar overseeing a disaster effort? Do you think that's necessary at this point? Uh, in those areas, one of the things you've got to ask, you've got to figure out what to do with uh, all of the uh, debris. Yourself. Are you getting a lot of that, Mr. Vice President? And uh, it's the first time I've heard it. So Winchester kind of cashes in since he's the only one left. Uh, between September 1870 and May 1871, uh, also Remington sent two, uh, 200,000 guns to France, and their vac- uh, factory ran 24 hours a day. It took four years for British companies just to make 3,000 rifles. So, Holy shit. America. Damn, that's crazy. It took them four years to make 3,000 rifles? No, said- they didn't just have a giant civil war where they have everybody. Yeah, but I'm just thinking, like, meanwhile, fucking our, our boys are selling, like, 60,000 guns to fucking like, Egypt and 3,000 to Japan yeah. and like prom- promising all this. That's fucking crazy. Well, I mean, like I said, we just had a big fucking civil war. So right. they like, uh, had tooled up their factories to be massive and, you know. Right. Crazy. Uh, Roland White, uh, he was the guy who designed the, the cylinder there for Smith & Wesson. He was mad at them because they were getting rich and he really wasn't. Well, it's almost like everything else that gets invented. Uh, so he would be constantly campaigning to like the chief ordinance in Congress to, to get some money out of him, going all the way to the Supreme Court and the president. Patent was set to expire in 1869, and then after that, everybody would kind of jump on it again, like uh, when Colts did. During the Civil War, Smith & Wesson wanted uh, to sub-license the cylinder to other companies to meet the demand, but they needed White's permission. But he wanted double the royalties, 
They actually had a deal with Colt to make them, but White wanted $500,000 for it, which was a lot of money in 1860s. I mean, it's still a lot of money. But they also were still just selling, you know, shitloads of weapons. Right. It's like, yeah, it's going to cut into our already exorbitant profits. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, 1866, White applied to extend his patent, but only one patent, not the one Smith and Wesson were actually using. Uh, but they found out, um, so Smith and Wesson finally figured that out and tried to get that one extended. So if they didn't, they would be fucked. Uh, just days before it was set to expire, uh, the commissioner of patents refused to extend it. Uh, White appealed to Congress. Uh, he claimed he was unfairly deprived of his profits and since he had to kept, keep uh, suing everybody. Okay. <laughs> was this patent? I can't remember the name of the patent official that, like, you know, cleverly said in somewhere in the 1800s, like everything that can be invented has been invented. <laughs> uh, Probably. <laughs> yep. Sure has. They got the they they had the you steam know, deck back then. You know, as he has like a thousand patents a day rolling across mm-hmm. his fucking desk. Uh, so White even gets Congress to pass a bill that's just called the Bill for Relief of Roland White. <laughs> basically, he just a bill gets, for one motherfucker. Yeah. Yep. Jesus Christ. Basically, he just gets another hearing. Uh, the chief ordinance was against it, though. He wrote to the Secretary of War. He said that White had already got seventy thousand dollars in royalties, but he used it all up suing people. And the government suffered through the war that White didn't share his patent with everybody. So fuck him. Uh, January eleventh, eighteen seventy, Grant vetoes the bill, saying uh, White hurt the Union by fighting the. In fighting the Confederacy with hold, withholding the patent. See, now you're pissing off Grant. That's yep. ooh, bad, look out, look out. bad idea. <laughs> so basically, long story short, after 1870, everybody can make cheap revolvers now. And then, thus, America, modern America was born. Mm-hmm. Or at least the era of like the Saturday Night Special could begin. Why is it called a Saturday Night Special? Because it's what, you, you know, you go robbing on Saturday nights with oh, a cheap okay. gun. Okay. And you pick it up for like three bucks and... Can't rob a bank on a Monday. That's You don't, that's you don't use a Saturday night special to rob a bank. You use like a Tommy gun or something. You <laughs> use a Saturday night special to like steal ladies' purses. And oh, okay. Men's pocketbooks when they're leaving the opera and then you shoot somebody in the alley and then Bruce Wayne... <laughs> turns into Batman. <laughs> turns into Batman. <laughs> Sticky Vale. Sticky Vale. I like that. Uh, Very hyper-specific. Is this happening? <laughs> yeah. So basically, White's still begging the government for money, but they're just sick of dealing with them. Uh, Smith and Wesson, they move on to building a better revolver, one that pivoted down to reload. Ooh, and that would be the Schofield. Mm-hmm. Now you can eject everything all at once. Schofield, whatever you want to call it. Yep. Oh, there's a fun thing. If you people want to see what some of these guns we're talking about look like, you should watch The Unforgiven with uh, Clint Eastwood and Morgan Freeman. Because Morgan Freeman's character carries a Spencer, and then that kid that they have with him that can't see shit, has a school field, so you can see what these look like in action. Aha, cool. So the army ordered a bunch. Uh, Russian Grand Duke Alexis Alexandriov Vovich. Mm. No, I kind of messed that up. Alexandriov. Is that five names? <laughs> <laughs> well, he loved them, and he ordered 20,000, and he took one hunting with Buffalo Bill Cody and Custer. Mm. That's quite the... Motley, Motley mm-hmm. crew. There's a buddy movie in the making. So the Smith & Wesson proved on the number three. It was Major George Schofield, the brother of General John Schofield. He was president of the Army's Small Arms Board. So his brother, Major George, uh, sold the gun for a reduced price and promoted it. But he thought he could make it better, and he actually gets a couple patents on it to make it easier to reload on a horse. 
easier to reload on a horse mm-hmm. while you're just bouncing around. So, uh, oh, yeah, yeah. I thought, I, well, I thought he meant on horse on heroin. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh this is hard. <laughs> it's got like the hot dog hands, like yeah. fucking Michelle Yeoh. In uh, everything, everywhere. Mm-hmm. Uh, 1873, Wesson uh, backed the sale, the sole owner of Smith & Wesson, because Smith retires and sells out. All right. That's Fucking what I meant to say. Uh, he was still fighting Colt, the company, not the dead guy. Yeah. Now I'm picturing Colt, like, uh, like you know, the disembodied head of Nixon from Futurama. <laughs> just, ah, Colt smash! In July, the Army picked the Colt for, for the Army. They thought it was sturdier. Thus becoming, what, the Colt Single Action Army? Probably. Also colloquially known as the Peacemaker. Ooh. Like, you know, the gun you see in every Western all the time, every time. But Smith & Wesson got him to buy 3,000 uh, Schofields. Army wanted the Schofields to be able to fire forty fives like the Colts, and Wesson refused. Did I want to sell you two kinds of ammo. Mm-hmm. He could have redi- redesigned it pretty easily, but he focused on a shorter cartridge that would work on both guns. But Wesson fucked up. Uh, once they were delivered to the out west to the army post, they found out that Smith and Wesson cartridges could be used in Colts, but Colts ammos wouldn't fit into Schofields, so it wouldn't matter if you had a Colt, but it would if you had a Schofield. Uh-huh. Oh shit! Okay, yeah, am- ammo standardization is pretty important in the military. You know, yeah, wasn't there like there, uh, we talked about at some point where like you could f- you could fit a certain like like bullet into the into this gun and. Uh, but it, it, like, wouldn't fire, like, blow up in the cylinder or some shit? Well, yeah, it always depends on, like, you know, there's a lot of things. So like you can, like, fuck up and put the wrong stuff in? Yeah, and like, the neck of one casing up. is narrower, but the rest of the body is the same. It could probably fit, but then, like, you know, you just kind of have room for expansion, so the neck will, like, explode in there, and the bullet will go ping-ponging down the fucking barrel, and there's all kinds of wild shit you can have happen. Exciting. So Schofield uh, served out west uh, himself in lonely places like Fort Sill. Yay! <laughs> uh, eventually his wife dies, and he begins to have health problems too. And he injured his knee when his horse fell on him. Now I'm picturing him do the Peter Griffin. <laughs> <laughs> but at least he kept one of his uh, revolvers that he designed himself. And in 1882, he put one to his head and killed himself. Was, hey, man, right. I just, man, <laughs> foreshadowing, isn't it? Because you're like, I was about to be like, at least he kept. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> this man died of a broken heart. This message is from DUI Lawyers for Cowboys. Have you or your horse been recently arrested for DUI? Call me, Walker Remington Winchester Esquire at Law, lawyer for both drunken man and beast. I'll fight for your rights. Your rights to get drunk and fight. Nevada State Law says at least you or your horse must remain sober. That's a bunch of bull hockey. Let me fight for you. Call today. If you don't win your case, the first round's on me. We'll raise up our glasses against evil forces singing. Whiskey for my men, beer for my horses. So, May 1876, the cordless steam engine arrived. Okay. The what? Cordless, cordless steam engine. Cordless? Yep. Yeah, it's made by DeWalt, <laughs> and there's a cheaper <laughs> Ryobi one. Cor- no, cordless? Cordless. Uh, C-O-R-L-I-S-S. 
Anyway, okay. it's a steam, without, steam without a engine. core. That would be C O R E. Oh, like that's somebody's name, right? Yeah. yeah. Oh fuck. Okay. I was. That's why I was Man, trying to figure out. Like, you're making a hard time. Like, <laughs> I don't know what a steam engine core looks like, but well, it's made out of fucking plutonium. <laughs> yeah. Right. And it's got pits and seeds in it. Right. So now you can have steam power anywhere. Anywhere. You don't have to sit by goddamn Connecticut River or so something like that. It's like the like the steam donkey or whatever. Yeah, but okay. basically, it's like your own power plant. Right. It's probably that thing that the assholes going to the Klondike fucking drug across the uh No, because there's an electric glacier. generator, remember? Yeah. Oh, but yeah. it probably yeah. ran on steam, right? I thought it was supposed to run off a river. Oh, water wheel, maybe? Okay. Oh, yeah. yeah, whatever. Yeah. That's uh, the disappointing thing uh, when I went to uh, Monte Cristo, because they had their own uh, homemade uh, electricity there. It was just a sign that like, a little water wheel that was probably only like that big. And it said, don't touch homemade electricity. All right. But they finally boarded <laughs> it up because handcrafted. probably- yeah, because probably somebody touched it. And yeah. Had to spoil it. Homemade electricity. What else happened in 1876? Come on, Tony. Uh, Come on, Tony. Other than on. the guy we're going to talk about next week was born. What are we going to talk? Oh, yeah. Okay. Uh, Civil War. We already did the Civil War. <laughs> oh, uh, the uh, uh, Revolutionary War. The war, the war of eighteen seventy six. Uh, yeah, the guy with cinnamon hair got shot. Oh yeah, yeah. Custer died. Yep, gotcha. Yes, he just keeled over of, of natural fucking causes. Yeah, I mean from overexposure to cinnamon. <laughs> but that kind of proves he didn't since... have any arrows in him. He had bullets in him. Didn't he have an arrow in his wiener? Fuck no. I thought it was chopped off and put in his. I, I thought he was one of the few that wasn't molested. Oh, maybe. Oh, no, his brother was the one that yeah, had well, yeah, really Everybody else got chopped oh, ribbons. Yeah. But, like, yeah, he had a, a bullet in his head and a bullet in his side, I think. Mm-hmm. Well, that's because he didn't have the long hair because he cut his hair. Right. And, and they couldn't all, recognize well, him. Well, then also, like, where might have those bullets and guns come from previously? The East? Yeah, like all the guys we were talking about that were going right. out here is like, yeah. get your bullets, get your guns. Mm-hmm. So that's why the uh, the Plains Indians got their repeating Spencers and Springfields. Or uh, the Custers had the trapdoor Springfields. The trapdoor Springfields with the uh, copper cartridges that expand in the chamber, and then you got to pry them out with your knife. Right. And meanwhile, the Northern Cheyenne and Lakota are riding at you, shooting Henrys and fucking, fucking a, man. Spencers and repeating guns and... You know, with Colt revolvers and, yeah. But at least uh, Custer took his fancy Remington because he was going to go up yeah. hunting Should in between all the battles. Definitely carry more types of ammo to fuck up with. Uh, but uh, basically we know how that turned out and blame was kind of spread around, much with Custer. The Army and Navy general said uh, Winchester should prosecute their patent infringements on the Indians since they had so many of their rifles. What? They're that's, not making them? That's not, yeah. I know. <laughs> That'd be kind of awesome if they had been. Yeah. Hey, what's going on in this teepee? Holy shit. Is that a milling machine? <laughs> May 24th, 2021, Texas governor, what's his name? Greg Gabbett. Yeah. He signed a resolution that declared the Walker Colt the official handgun of Texas. Oh, good. I mean, it makes sense. I don't know. If, well, that's that's good use of government That's time. probably the best. Yeah, right. <laughs> I was going to say, it's also probably the best bill that guy ever yeah. signed <laughs> the, the, at this point. Yeah, the least, the least uh, destructive thing he's done so yeah, far. Yeah, no shit. Now, next next time as well, as a Texan, every one of you gets a Walker Cold. <laughs> Which, actually, that'd be, I'd be okay with that. Well, I was going to say, Bo's like, I'm a Texan. I was. Just go get an address real quick. And Was there for two years, that count? <laughs> yeah, then you only get a Dragoon. 
<laughs> God damn it. They should give them away with Happy Meals at least. Mm-hmm. Well, they do. That's what Derringers are for. <laughs> Small yeah, enough to fit in a box. Fucking six-piece nugget in a pepper box. <laughs> <laughs> and, of course, the, the Winchester Widow. She oh yeah, builds that crazy ass oh, house. Oh yeah, so it's yep. it's Winchester's wife, right? Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. After she, she was okay. It's the age of spiritualism, and she yeah. was all fucked up by family members dying and all this shit. And she, you know, gets a medium or whatever a spiritual advisor is like, "Ooh, you'll be haunted by the, by the ghosts of all of the people that the Winchesters have killed over the years, unless you continually build this house." Well, yeah, it's, uh, they're in the in the core of the house. There's like a room with several like. With like a lot of secret entrances yeah, and exits, and ch- what she said, I, I took the tour like a while ago. I literally was there earlier this year. Yeah, yeah. Or no, that was last November. So yeah, if you stop construction, you will die. Well, that- but also you, you you have a a room that you have to go like fucking meditate in, but you can't use the same path to get in there. Well, there's twice. also you know, all those weird staircases that go to nowhere. Yeah. And all the weird. It's to confuse the evil spirits. Yep. So they can't find you. And there's also a lot of, uh, in the windows, there's a lot of spider webs. There's a lot of repeating patterns in, in the mm-hmm. decorative, and a lot of it's spider webs. Yeah. Because the spider webs can catch the evil spirits. There's also a uh, number, I think it's number 13. A lot of things happen in 13s. Yeah. In that house. It's, it's, the whole thing is, it's like uh, the fucking apartment building from Ghostbusters, except for instead of to summon fucking Gozer, it's, it's to keep, to keep Gozer at bay or whatever right, right. the fuck. Yeah, it's pretty fucking weird. It's called the Winchester it's Mansion down in uh, Santa Fe. Uh, Santa Fe. They're not Santa Fe, San sorry. Jose. Uh, San Jose. Yeah. San Jose, California. It's yep. fucking dope. I got lots of friends in San Jose. And they do, uh, if you're down there around Halloween, I think for the whole month of October, they do like nighttime uh, tours where you just get a yeah. flashlight and, you know, you go on tour. It's weird because, like, when she died, like, the, the construction just stopped. It had been ongoing. Yeah. Every single day for like well, because she had the the decades. construction people were like permanent employees that lived yeah. on the grounds. Yep. That they were actually some of the best taking care of construction workers at that time oh, yeah. anywhere because they yeah. got good wages. They got I think two meals a day provided. Um, their kids, I think they even had a school for the kids. Mm-hmm. Like all this shit. Yeah, it's pretty wild. And but so, you, you... so once she died, that gravy train ended for like scores of people that yeah. were under employment for like decades. Yeah, you know? it's weird to walk through that house because there's like windows and shit that are like that are like. Like leaned up against the wall that were about to be installed somewhere, oh, yeah. and they're just they're like, "Well, we're done here," and walked away. Yep. It's like, it's like oh, pile of lumber, no money, fucking, no work. I'm yeah. out. Yeah, yep. yeah, it's, it's fucking, fucking wild. But that's when guns went boom, bang, bang. You're going to talk about Browning who made him go bang, well, bang, bang. He was still making them go bang, bang, like because like Winchester, like he partnered with Winchester for a lot of years. I'm talking about John Moses Browning, who for some reason didn't make it into this book. Which is a damn shame because none of these pussies can even fucking hold a candle to this guy. And the gun, or sorry, the book is called Gun Barons by John Bainbridge Jr. If you're interested. John Bainbridge Dinosaur Jr. Oh, sorry. So, like I said, these fucking pussies, well, half of them were like, you know, ripping off each other that are actually innovators and stuff like that. Whereas uh, nobody's as innovative as uh, John Moses Browning, who was born on January 23rd, 1855, in Ogden, Utah Territory. So he was born slightly before the Civil War. He made his first firearm at age 13 in his father's gun shop. <laughs> and, of course, his dad was a Mormon with, uh, I can't remember how many wives. He said uh, his father's gun shop? So he's making, yeah. like, homemade homemade rifles Oh, he was stuff? a gunsmith. Gunsmith, okay. Yeah. I mean, well, it was back in the day when a lot of people didn't like to sell guns to the Mormons. So, fuck you, we'll make our own. 
you know, that yeah. kind of thing. And they're in Utah, where you can't exactly jaunt out to the store and go get you one of these ready-made Colts or Remingtons. Or right, Cabela's wouldn't be around for another, like, 10 years or something. Right. Bass Pro is even later. Uh, his father was also John Browning, but you know, Jonathan Browning. So, But, yeah, he had uh, three wives and fathered 22 children. So John <sighs> Moses Browning had Jesus a bunch of brothers Christ. and... Not shooting blanks. Brothers and, uh, and then uh, one of his wives even, like, they had two stepdaughters, too, with one of the wives. So oh, man. 20, a grand total of 24 kids. But, you know, they lost a couple because cause 1800s. Oh, yeah. So, you know. Yeah. But, uh, actually, uh, he was awarded his first patent out of, like, he had, a, a, or at the end of his life, uh, 128 different firearms patents from Jesus. one guy. Jesus. he got his first one at the age of 24 in 1879. <laughs> so this guy was not fucking around. No. Um, I think... First gun he made was like uh, like one of those single shot falling block breach you know simple shit. Mm-hmm. But as life uh, went on, he made more and more crazy shit. Uh, one of the things he came up with is a telescoping bolt, which uh, it's eh, it's a long complicated uh, uh, explanation. But eventually it led to uh, it's like the bolt that's used in the Uzi. Okay. So this is developed in like the 1800s, but we still use shit like this today. He also was the first person to make a handgun with a slide on it. You know, like every fucking semi-automatic pistol you've ever seen yeah yeah or not every but most like a glock uh 1911 which he also made uh you know my my nerf rival yeah he came up with the slide whoa you know shit like that the electric slide yes oh that was wasn't that like kicks brooks or something or who did that boot scoot and boogie that was that was brooks and dunn wasn't it (laughs) they got whiskey women music and smoke where all the cowboy folk go to Brooks and Boogie. Brooks and Gunn. Brooks and Gunn. That, that'd be a buddy cop movie. Right. <laughs> for some reason, I'm still picturing Brooks as being Mel Gibson, though, for some reason. I was thinking of him being Mel Brooks. Oh, yeah. yeah. And yeah. an anthropomorphic gun that talks. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh, yeah, he also uh, developed the first uh, gas-operated firearm, which was the Colt Browning Model 1895, which we talked about. The you know remember when we were talking it's like about a pull start. You remember when mm-hmm. we talked about the uh, the potato digger machine gun? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, so that's the potato digger. Gotcha. So you're familiar with that guy. Yeah. Okay. Uh... That's the one you said uh, gas powered, but it's like the gas, gas from op- the it's the gas from the from the cartridge from the cartridge exploding. Mm-hmm. It goes to like same re- reset same, everything. Same way that most modern quote unquote assault rifles were. Sure. You know, and machine guns. Uh, but yeah, he worked uh, at his dad's shop from the age of seven, so it was no surprise that he, <laughs> he made the first gun when he was thirteen. How many fingers was he missing? I don't know. It doesn't doesn't specify. Wow. Not his trigger finger, though. Damn right. Other uh, people are missing other things. But yeah, he was taught basic engineering, manufacturing principles, and encouraged to experiment with new concepts. And that is some crazy shit. Fuck. It's like dude. you know, <laughs> hey little Johnny, why don't you try to make you a gun today? Okay, Papa. You know, like okay. damn. But yeah, his first rifle was a single-shot falling block design, and then uh, him and his younger brother uh, in 1878, uh, uh, they founded or co-founded John Moses and Matthew Sandefleur Browning Company, which does not roll off the tongue, so no. later they called it the Browning Arms Company. Hey, there we go. Uh, they began to uh, make you know their falling block rifle and other non-military guns, um, and then they had some of his extended like half-brothers and stuff working there. As far as I can tell, there was at least six other Brownings working there. So it was keep, keep it in the family, yeah. our arms business. Um, John married Rachel Therese, a child, which is unfortunate. He married a child. <laughs> yeah. Child bride. Married her in 18, <laughs> 1860. Um, 
And then uh, they uh, had 10 children, two of whom died in infancy, because once again, 1800s. Yep. Uh, so... Uh, All the babies were born with guns in their hands. Well, you know, even the guns can't save you from the cholera. Uh, but uh, production examples, the Browning Model 1878 single-shot rifle caught the attention of Winchester Repeating Arms Company. Oh, no. Who basically Winchester then sent out basically a representative, a.k.a. spy, a.k.a. let me buy your shit. Yeah. Uh, Winchester bought the design for eight grand and, of course, moved the production to Connecticut. So... 1883, Browning worked in partnership with Winchester and designed a shitload of rifles and shotguns for them. Most notably, the lever-action lever action Winchester model 1887, which, of course, was influenced by the Henry, but vastly improved, mm-hmm. you know, you got side-loading gates and all that stuff. Um, the 1897 pump shotgun, which, uh, you know, it's one of the first, or no, wait, 1897 is, I think, the lever-action. I, I might have misspoke. Because if it's the one I'm thinking of, that is... Let me go through my list of shit. Yeah, the 1887 is the lever action one. So if you watch Terminator 2, it's the one that fucking Arnie Schwarzenegger... Oh, he's like, he like, he like yeah, lever action with it's, one hand. It's one with the buttstock cut off. It also appears in, for some reason, all these Call of Duty games. It, it was like, it was not common, but it shows up in a lot of video games. Because what's more dope than a lever cool. action shotgun? Yeah, you know? yeah. Fucking, in fact, Ash Williams needs one of those upgrade. yeah. You got a lever-action rifle, why not have a lever-action shotgun? Um, let's see. Basically, uh, he also made, you know, the famous Winchester 94, like the most uh, mass-produced sporting rifle of all time, one of which I have hanging on my wall that actually appears in my uh, Go Book Your Shelf photo. Oh, yeah. Next to my Marlin. Uh, but um, basically, uh, Winchester kind of fucked them over because it's Winchester. Yeah. And so he stopped... Uh, making shit for him and started working with uh, uh, I think FN Herstal like a Belgian company but uh, I think see. my dad had a, a Herstal he had a he had a it was a, a side hammer uh, fucking two barrel it could be I don't yeah. I mean FN my, my favorite FN is the M249 saw which is a small machine gun yeah and a lot of my M16s in the army were F- FN is still a major weapons manufacturer and they and they actually uh, uh, bought out all the Winchester shotgun designs so oh, any, any Winchester shotgun you see now is made by FN. Oh, all these gun companies have all kind of merged into one. Globo Chem. Yeah, pretty much. Gun, gun Chem. I think Marlin's now owned by Ruger and, yeah. Which, uh, any which way. But loose. Yeah, Winchester kept on making Browning designs. But, uh, let's see. Browning uh, came up with this uh, new long coil operated, or long recoil operated, basically semi-automatic shotgun. Which is the first semi-automatic shotgun uh, to Winchester, and then uh, it was what became the Browning Auto Five, what they call the Humpback, which I actually have one of those too. So it's the first semi-automatic shotgun, Damn. so it goes bang every time you pull the trigger. But the thing is, uh, initially all the designs that Winchester or Browning was selling to Winchester, they just give them a one-time payment. Well, this time Browning was like, "Hey, I want I'm royalties,", royalties. Yeah. and of course Winchester's like, "You can uh, go and fuck yourself." And so that's what that's what the fallout oh, shit. was. So was so was he able to just be like, well, you can go fuck yourself. Yes. I will go make this myself. Right. And then what he ended up doing was like uh, approaching other arms manufacturers. I think he finally settled down comfortably with FM. But I know uh, Remington made a version of the A5 for a while. You got to change small things. So the biggest thing with the A5 is there's a round shut. Uh, there's a round shut off, so you can make it so it's kind of a safety feature, or kind of if you only want it to be single shot, there's a little switch you pull down, and then it only jack one round at a time. So you can't just be like boom, 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 boom. Yeah. You know, I still got to go shoot that thing. I just recently acquired it, but can't wait. Go skeet shooting with a semi-auto. 
But either way, so he's, he told, told them to go fuck themselves and went to Fabrique Nationale de Herstal, Belgium, that's FN. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then they started building the Browning Auto 5. And they were continuously manufactured uh, throughout the 20th century. I think they stopped making them in like the 1960s. Whoa. Or maybe even later. I mean, they've been around. I think the one I have is from the 60s. But That's crazy. And they're pretty much like... Unchanged. Unchanged. I mean, if you look at it, you can tell it's an old gun. I mean, it, mm-hmm. it, it's not as sleek as like a modern one. Like, it's called the humpback for a reason. It has like a buttstock goes in, and then there's like a straight up and down, like about inch high thing where the action goes into. You know, it's it's a fairly heavy gun. I mean, compared to like modern shit with polymers and stuff like that, it's, yeah. it's pretty clunky, but it's pretty. Mine has a bunch of like uh, engraving and shit on it. And, but yeah, you can still use it to blow a door in half or like a group of people in a hallway or. A herd of du- or a flock of ducks or whatever you're gonna do. A herd of ducks. A herd of ducks. Big fucking ducks. Ducks in your hallway. Right. Isn't that like a uh, Quebecois sketch comedy mm-hmm. like troop? <laughs> ducks in the hallway. Ducks in the hall. But anyway, uh, yeah, uh, yeah. Herstal also was making that lever action one for a while. Uh, let's see. Uh, he never did really retire. Uh, he kept on working on guns, I think. He still is now. Yeah, well, we'll get to that. Zombie gun maker. I'll tell you how some of his inventions are still doing work. Uh, but, uh, da 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 Oh, uh, November 26, 1926, while working at the bench on his self-loading pistol design for Fabrique Nationale, he died of heart failure in the shop of his son, V.A., or Val A. Browning. So he was working on a 9mm pistol when he died. Damn. And that 9mm pistol, I believe, is the one that eventually became the Browning High Power, which was the sidearm of the British Army for years. Um, actually, a variant of it uh, since um, Fabrique Nationale during World War II was under Nazi control. They had, the Germans were making a variant of it. Oh, shit. But they also had a, a, a shop in Canada, so they were also making them for the Brits. Because the Nazis couldn't control that their company in Canada, right. so like the Nazis were cranking out these Browning high powers, but they called them something else. And it, well, and it was supposed to be high, like H I G or yeah, H I G H. Well, now it's spelled H I to differentiate. Differentiate, yeah. Whoa. And I mean, they uh, in fact uh, they stopped making them not long ago, and I think they just announced they're going to bring them back out as of like next year. Holy shit! But I mean, that's not the only thing. Like uh, uh, the base, well. The Winchester 94 um, is still manufactured, but I think it's by a Chinese or a, a Japanese company. But that's been in con- in production since 1894, almost nonstop. There's been a couple gaps. Um, the biggest one is the uh, uh, the M250 caliber machine gun, which has been bullet fucking Nazis to death since you know forever. And then most of America's other enemies made up or real with these giant fucking bullets uh, mounted on. Oh, what was it in World War II? What a Mitchell bomber had? What like. 12, 14 of them on there. Yep. They're still on every, every Abrams tank that ever rolls out to the field. A lot of Humvees. Damn. They're used by Monster you know, trucks. thousands of countries all over the world. That's the, you know, the nice big old Modus 50 caliber we're all used to seeing. That's a John Browning design. Fuck. And so, uh, you know, and uh, also, the, like I said, the Colt 1911, which is the handgun, you know, that everybody's seen. It's in, it was up in use with the U.S. Army until, what, the early 90s, Marine Corps even later. But it's like the pistol you see with everybody in Vietnam had World War Two. I mean, it's you know his shit's just been around like for ubiquitous, ever. ubiquitous, and like you said, it's still used today. But let that's me see. fucking wild. What a legacy. <laughs> yeah, no shit. Like, I mean, if if you've got an efficient way to kill shit, you know, it's gonna 
people always need to kill shit. That's right. As Martha would say, it's a good thing. The, the other one I wanted to look up more because I've never heard of it before. Apparently, he was working on or made the 37 millimeter M4 auto cannon, which sounds like just a treat. 37 millimeters? Is that an odd? That seems like an odd. Oh, it was caliber. It's like a big, big fucking. You know, 37 millimeter is. Yeah. I'm, Half I'm, dollar. I, well, I'm about the size of a film canister. Yeah. Uh, Jesus Christ! Yeah, so he he was thinking big even back in the day. Like, imagine if they had that shit like during Spanish American War. Or something. Oh my God, dude! Okay, so yeah, it was mostly used on aircraft, and apparently the naval vessels had them on it. But yeah, just an innovator, you know. Like, I mean, put him up there with uh, you know the Steve Jobses of the world and stuff, <laughs> only just killing shit. Uh, well, Steve Jobs killed plenty of people too. Well, yeah, yeah. but uh, also like cartridges he developed, uh, the three eighty, the thirty eight, thirty two. Like basically a lot of little. He made a lot of little weird pocket pistols. So a lot of your smaller caliber, like what we'd call self defense rounds, uh, he developed. And also, of course, Browning fifty BMG, which is used in the fifty cal uh, Modus or any of the fifty cal sniper rifles. So, yep, to me, that's that's an American hero right there. Fucking hell, man. There's your soy trash. It's fucking, <laughs> it's crazy that he's not in that fucking gun baron's well, book. It's just, I guess he wasn't like a baron, though. He was more he like wasn't, a, yeah. He was just selling patents to, uh, like I said, mo- mostly Winchester yeah. up until a time, until, like I said, Winchester got greedy, which, I mean, got greedy. I mean, stayed well, you, as did, greedy. You don't become the 1% without fucking over a whole right. bunch of people. Yeah, I don't know. I, I didn't really, I wasn't able to tell if Browning really ever became like, I don't think he ever became like wealthy. I don't think he was ever hurting for anything but um yeah he was more like an inventor well let's put it this way if you could get if if he got royalties of even a penny on every gun like that's ever been manufactured out of his patents i mean that if you had you could pay that to a ghost or you know like yeah he'd be a multi-billionaire oh yeah even at penny pennies on the gun or round you know royalties yeah it seems like so all the all the guys in in will's book are more like they're they're thinking they're more like what can i make that will sell really well so i can make Fuck loads of money, and he's more. Sounds like Browning was more like just a. I weird, like to build shit. A weird scientist yeah. inventor guy who's just like, oh, this is neat. Oh, this is efficient. Yeah, yeah. This is cool. Yeah, I'm sure if he was a good Mormon, a lot of that money went back to the church. Too. Very likely. Well, and also, I'm sure some of the impetus is well. Eventually, these motherfuckers are going to come try to kick us out of Ogden again. So, you know, fuck you and your Spencer carbine and your bone spurs. I'm going to build a goddamn fifty cal. Fuck. <laughs> Holy shit, man. Yeah, it's it's kind of crazy. It's like the you see exactly where the you know America's uh, love for guns kind of gets kicked off. Oh yeah, this was the we kind original of made tech, them what they tech are. boom. Yeah, like, like I said, the, these guys remind me a lot of the straight up like tech bro kind of culture. Totally, the, how they're fucking constantly suing each other and like stealing patents and like one trying to one up and yeah. In, like, some of their cases, living a little extravagantly, like, Colt, you know, like, mm-hmm. oh, I should be building a factory with this, but I'm going to buy a suit made out of caviar or whatever <laughs> the fuck you do when you're rich. <laughs> oh, who was the guy that got the, the mansion in fucking uh, Egypt? In Egypt? That oh. was Winchester. Winchester, Winchester yeah. 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 <laughs> fucking crazy, man. But, yeah, if you got, if anybody out there hasn't been, if next time you're in California and you get close to the Winchester Mansion, I suggest you go and check it out because it's fucking awesome. Yeah, it is. In fact, yeah, I've got actually some recent photos from when I was there that we can throw on the Insta. Sweet. But I'm, I'm just doing a mental, like, search in my head of, like, how many John Browning guns I personally have. And I know I at least at least five that are um, maybe the wrong... Uh, manufacturer but i have at least five that are john browning designs like still 
You with guns is like me with guitars and tools. Mm-hmm. And yeah, we'll see who... Uh, they just want to be collected. Yep. Gotta get them all. <laughs> yep. Gotta catch them all. Well, what's, my, what's the exact number be, before you become a, a gun nut, though? I don't know. I've, it's a sliding scale now. It's now it's like thirty or so. See, I don't even so much look at like numbers. It's if you're doing stupid shit like putting a chainsaw bayonet on it or like a fucking bump stock, which are stupid. Yeah, stupid. Yeah, I don't. I don't, I don't really know. Like, it also is like you know, do you need to strap an AR-10 on your back to go buy a pint of Ben and Jerry's? Then you probably have a problem. Yeah. If you if you really think Nancy Pelosi's gonna come in the middle of the night. And suck the blood of your children for their adrenochrome. Yeah, and, and take take all your guns. You yeah. probably shouldn't. Everybody have a knows whole, that whole Nancy, bunch of guns. Nancy Pelosi is a is a, a dairy vampire. Yep. Yeah. Well, she hangs I, out in my neighborhood. I was picturing her more like sliding down your chimney like the fucking Grinch <laughs> like only with a hamburger <laughs> mask. <laughs> doing the pink panther mean, around your house. Wiping and wiping <laughs> shit on the wall. Just shoving like ARs and shit down her baggy trousers <laughs> and laying her finger upside of her nose with a click of your action up the chimney she rose or whatever the fuck <laughs> That's, that'd be a good cartoon you're a mean one Mr. Grinch you really are a heel you're as cuddly as a cactus you're as charming as an eel Nancy Pelosi, Pelosi gun goblin <laughs> gun goblin <laughs> gun goblin sounds bad <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it sounds like a like an armament store. Well, it also sounds like some kind of matter eater lad, like <laughs> like food fetish porn. Like, well, oh, I'm watch this guy eat a bunch of guns. <laughs> oh my god, yeah, like the that one weird comedian guy that just eats like a whole roll of toilet paper. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Fucking, yeah. yeah. Or it's like, uh, you, well, I'll tell you what it is. Uh, you get Zardoz. And then you oh, yeah. and you play it in reverse, so the giant head is sucking Eat, up the guns, all the guns instead and of puking them out. <laughs> hey, we didn't mention Zardoz at all. Like or this, Ninja uh, Three: The Domination. Praise me, Zardoz speaks to you, his chosen ones. You have been raised up from brutality. I think we did in the first. Oh, we sure episode. did. But yeah, Zardoz, man. That's the. Original, I don't know if I've ever that's posted. That's the original gun fan- manufacturer of, oh, the, yeah. of the past future. Sean Connery in a diaper. Sean Connery yeah. in a diaper and fucking standing on the beach with a pair of fucking revolvers. Yep. I'll post that picture. If you haven't seen it, you have to see it. It's excellent. I, I'm sure most of our audience has seen it. Probably just as confused by it as <laughs> probably including Sean Connery himself. But. All right. Well, that being said, anybody else got thing to add? Nope. Nope. Cool. Uh, we're gonna gun it away. It's a uh, gun, gun, gun. Time to go out in a hail of gun, gun, gunfire. Yeah. Say gun, gun fire. Yep. Gun, no, <laughs> Mister Jaja Beats. I'm going to hit you in the face. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, Mister Stay. Mister Caught Jaja Binks. Mister, you're humble. Zardoz, your god, gave you the gift of the god.